Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the many things you've already blessed us with this day. Oh, so many. And now the blessed opportunity once again to get into your word. Help us now as we study. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of May to Z and the word healing, if you will turn to Isaiah chapter 53. We can see a reference to the healing that comes by way of the Lord, by way of his sacrifices, as it reads in Isaiah 53. Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet it did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now the stripes that they're speaking of here, of course, is that torturous event of the crucifixion that he went through. And the healing here is primarily speaking of our spiritual healing. But it extends to our physical healing as well. But primarily they're speaking of the physical torture that Jesus Christ went through with payment of the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future, that he took on. By that, we have the opportunity of being spiritually healed, which is the most important healing. As it continues, and we like sheep are, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and he shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities." Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, 
and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, we have that healing available to us by His finished work, by His, not ours. It isn't that we earn salvation. It is, we don't earn spiritual cleansing. We receive that by the finished work of Jesus Christ, our faith and trust in Him and acceptance of that free gift He's holding out for us to be healed by His stripes. Read verse 5 again. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. With His stripes. Stripes of Jesus Christ. The horrible, torturous crucifixion that He went through. The taking on all the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. The one who was sinless. And to take all that on and to take the chastisement, the punishment for those sins and to be able to heal us spiritually as well as physically as he gets into over in Matthew chapter 8 verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Of course, speaking of Jesus Christ. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. Now the first record that we see here in Matthew of Jesus healing the physical ailments of folks, and here the emphasis was pointed out that this man had the faith that the Lord could do that. Now we see various examples of the healings as we get into this study, how the Lord would heal people and he would make a statement or a question to them concerning their level of faith that they had in his ability to heal them. And also we see examples of he healed people that he didn't even talk to because they were unconscious or dead. He raised them from the dead and he healed others that were not even present. He healed them by the faith of someone else that was asking the Lord to heal them. And other examples. But let's get right back into it here. After he cleansed that leper, verse 4, and Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. So why didn't the Lord want this man to start broadcasting that he was healed by the power of the Lord? Because he had a lot more stuff to do than just the physical healing. And he needed to get about doing that. But this man didn't keep it very quiet. His, the fame of the availability of physical healing started spreading, and many, many came to him. But that wasn't his primary job to come, to give physical healing. 
It was to give spiritual healing. But let's get back into it. We see a lot more examples of the healing that he continues to pour upon people. As it continues in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Note here that this is a centurion. A centurion is a Roman soldier that is in charge of 100 other soldiers. And he has a servant. It doesn't mention whether he, the servant, is a Jew or a Greek, a Gentile. As it continues, The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, this do, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What's he speaking of here about some will be accepted and some will be cast out? Of course, talk about the judgments. Talking about how this is extended to everyone. Everyone has an opportunity to come in and receive the forgiveness of sins, whether they be Jew or Gentile. This man was a Gentile, a Roman soldier. And his servant most likely was Gentile also. And the Lord extended this healing opportunity to everyone. And here it's displaying that very early on. And where he speaks of that many shall come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, talking about how it has extended to beyond the Jews, beyond the children of Israel, to come in and be a part of the family of God. As it continues in verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that selfsame hour. Note here, it was by the faith and belief of the centurion that his servant was healed. Not by the faith or belief of the servant, but by the one who was asking for the other to be healed. So can we apply this? Yes, we can. When we have enough faith in the Lord to do something for someone else and we pray about that, that makes a major difference in it. As we continue here, we see others that the Lord heals. Reads, and when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid in sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Note here, he didn't ask Peter if he had faith. He didn't ask Peter's wife if she had faith. And he didn't ask Peter's 
wife's mother, if she had faith, it wasn't even recorded at all of someone's level of faith. So you see here where by grace the Lord can heal people even without them asking for a healing. Because none of these asked for him. It's not recorded that the Lord was asked and then asked them how much faith they had and healed by the level of faith. No. Because when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Plain and simple. Because when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. And that's a reference that you can go back to, as we read earlier in Isaiah chapter 53. Because when you see in the New Testament where it says Isaiah, that is Greek for Isaiah, which is Hebrew. All right, now let's go on over to Matthew chapter 9. And here in Matthew chapter 9, we see further healings as it continues. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Here he's pointing out how he forgives sins and heals at the same time there. A forgiveness of the sins is the spiritual healing. So he healed this man physically and spiritually. And, of course, the scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, and the others, being jealous, were criticizing. All right, let's continue here. Verse 9. And as Jesus passed Forth from thence he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, of course this is Matthew's house, the one that's credited for writing the Gospel of Matthew we are currently studying, so he went into Matthew's house. Now, Matthew was a tax collector, what they called a publican. And the Jews 
and the people did not like the tax collectors and they felt like they were traitors because they were collecting taxes by permission of the Romans and the Romans would take those taxes but the people that were collecting the taxes often would collect more than they were supposed to take their cut, their share and the people did not like publicans. Verse 10 again. And it came to pass, as Jesus said at meat in the house, Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye, and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy, and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. As he clearly points out there in the verse, first part of his response, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. And that healing, once again, speaking of the physical and spiritual because he had sat down with some publicans and sinners that had gathered around. He came to give an opportunity of forgiveness, of salvation, of cleansing, of healing. I jump on down to verse 18. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. And a woman was made whole that from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame hereof went abroad into all that land. So we see two events here unfolding. The daughter of a certain ruler being healed that was actually dead, risen from the dead. And also this lady with the issue of blood being healed, it just touched his garment. The one, the woman that was healed of the issue of blood had the faith that all she had to do is touch his garment and she would be healed. And the ruler had the faith that his daughter could be healed, even risen from the dead. So you see, still based on faith, either the individual or someone else's faith. But there was faith involved in it. But, as we've seen earlier as well, people being healed, they didn't even ask. 
about faith at all. In many different ways, we see that miraculous healing going on. All right, continuing in chapter 9, verse 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Still trying to keep it a little quiet. Verse 31. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all that country. They didn't keep quiet. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. Note here, no mention of faith. No mention of faith of the man who cannot speak or those around. But the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. The Pharisees couldn't stand it that this was happening, that this was being displayed, which was a really bad testimony on their part, to see the fulfillment of the prophecies that they were supposed to know. Even Isaiah chapter 53 that we spoke of earlier. To see that fulfilled right in front of their face and yet denying it shows that they themselves did not have faith or belief or trust in even what they were supposed to be representing. Alright, now jump on over to Matthew in chapter 15. In Matthew chapter 15, pick it up here in verse... 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now this Canaanite would not have been considered part of the family of Abraham, would have been a Gentile. But he answered her not a word, and the disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. See, he was testing her, testing her faith and her trust in him, even though she was a Gentile. Just like earlier, we read the account of the centurion and his servant 
Gentiles. Didn't make any reference to them being not part of the family, but here he does. Teaching through this, teaching the disciples around as well as her, that it has extended beyond the family of Abraham into the, all the world, as it continues. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour, extended to all the world, because he came to provide spiritual and physical healing to everyone, everyone on the planet that will come to him and receive that free gift. It is available. We merely need to have the faith and trust in Him. As it continues, we see here further. reads, And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. Great multitudes came unto Him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and He healed them insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak and the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Healing many that came to him, multitudes came to him, and he healed them. And given us the examples of being healed by your faith, Others being healed by your faith, and even healings coming upon people by grace. No mention or reference to anyone's faith, but just by the power and the mercy and the grace of the Lord. So we need to be thankful all the time, and especially thankful when we see the grace of God pouring upon us. The things that He does for us, even when we don't ask for them. And it's so wonderful then when we are indwelt with the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost is right there within us, praying for us. Even when we don't have sense enough to pray in the right way, the Holy Ghost is in there doing it right. But just ask for the Lord to heal you spiritually and physically. Trust in Him with all your existence and hang on for the ride. Let's close. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the records that we can study about the various ways that you pour your blessings upon us. Those that have the faith, even those that don't have enough faith, you can still help them as well by your grace and your mercy. We truly thank you for that. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you.